Turbo Alpert, the Team of Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio is a contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. And also an occasional guest on Fangraphs Audio is Dane Perry. Uh, every appearance by Dane Perry on Fangraphs Audio necessitates the recitation of the Dane Perry disclaimer. If you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, do not listen to this. Do not listen to this looking for baseball-related analysis. Turn your attention perhaps to any episode uh, with managing editor Dave Cameron. Those appear on Monday. Uh, Turn your attention uh, otherwise to any episode featuring Kylie McDaniel. He's the lead prospect writer of Fangraphs. Just this very day, in fact, released edition of Fangraphs Audio, interview that Eno Saris conducted with Brandon Moss. Excellent work, all of it. Uh, Instead, what follows, uh, it is not baseball-related analysis. It is rather uh, a sort of oral history of a man falling apart from the inside. That's what it has been in the past. That's what this episode will be. Likely is also the case that future episodes will follow that theme as well. So, what is it? It's an episode of Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball, also of Knockouts. When does it begin? Post haste. Post haste. Are you at ease? Well, I don't know that I'd go that far. I'm fine. <laughs> Not at ease, you know, necessarily. No need to oversell things. What's that? I said there's no need to oversell things. Yeah. Do you have work today? Uh, Well, I'm off today, except for this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so couldn't really do much with my off day. <laughs> you have yeah. a, You have a child to pick up at some point? I do. What uh, grade is your son in? First grade. First grade. Yep, first grade. Is he uh, markedly above or uh, ahead or behind the curve? I would say he's uh, <clears throat> moderately ahead of the curve. Moderately ahead of the curve? Yeah. Oh. Oh. He's, you know, has the potential to fail out of an Ivy League school like you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, we... Bums rush out of Columbia. Yeah, we're getting. It's quite a demographic, though. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's almost better. It might be better than having graduated from a four-year Ivy League college. Well, I don't think we need to say things like that. No. But yeah. No. no. Uh, so what do you do? What do you do there? You sit in your, your new condo, condominium. Yeah. My uh, new condo. Mm-hmm. I took a bath the other night. You still. did. Yeah. Now, did you pour yourself a, a large glass of Pinot before you got in there? I did not. Okay. Um, that seemed like a lot of trouble. Did, were there any? Did you use any essential oils? <laughs> Only the ones that naturally slather my body. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, <clears throat> we have a jacuzzi apparatus in the new tub. Oh. And so I decided for the first time since I was probably 10 uh, <laughs> to take a bath rather than a shower. Okay. And I was not displeased by the experience. What a – so bath, a bath well, – I mean, 
Bats have always seemed spectacularly stupid to me. Okay. So. I, I will say this, and it's actually, I never really thought about how curious it is till this very minute, is that my grandfather, a man oh. who's 94, I guess, um, and was a businessman for years. Mm-hmm. He, he he takes exclusively baths. Really? I don't know that he's ever. I don't know that he's showered. Is, this, ha- like, is this like a force of habit from not having a shower when he was young? Or yeah, my, yeah, my when he was a little a little immigrant child. Mama, mama. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It might be immigrant behavior. <laughs> we might have stumbled on some immigrant behavior. I think you can uh, start a Tumblr called Immigrant Behavior. Immigrant <laughs> Behavior. Yeah, that would uh, – were it to gain traction in the uh, in the public sphere, I'm sure that the comments would not be a, the sort that would embolden us as as men, make us feel better as men. And I say men, not – This is better than a YouTube channel called Immigrant Behavior. <laughs> the um, – uh, yeah, that might be something along – so how did you – how did it go? I, you know, it went fine. Um, the uh, logistics of applying and removing soap were mm-hmm. uh, uh, much simpler than I imagined them to be. Do you have to wriggle, kind of? Do you have to wriggle to get the soap off of you, or do you? Did you use the shower head while you were in the bath? No, no. I just filled the tub up, turned on the jets, and wow. uh, repaired myself. Uh, <laughs> Into the replenishing uh, yeah. waters, and then I stood up to soap my handsome body. Okay, oh, you stood up to soap though. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Seemed the easiest solution. Okay, yeah. Well, didn't, no. Did you know going in that you were probably going to stand up to soap? I, yeah, I had thought this out beforehand. Yeah. Did you look at any uh, um, AOL forums for for <laughs> hints, tips about bathing? Since you hadn't done it for so long, I posted a series of questions to Yahoo Answers. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Did you I, give thumbs up? What, what was the best answer? I received a lot of racist tips. On how to, <laughs> yeah. um, Here's how Asian people bathe. Right, yeah, yeah. How'd they get in this country? <laughs> the, uh, so, okay, so, so you knew that you were going to stand up to soap. Right. So, so I, you, I enjoyed the replenishing jets for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I stood up to soak my handsome body. <laughs> then I submerged myself anew. Okay. Uh, removed the soap. Did you feel Did you feel curiously vulnerable when you were standing up to soap? Um, you know, it's it's not the uh, it's not uh, it's not a gentleman's look, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, the, the 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 house was empty. So now uh, here's a question. Uh, when you stood up first, and you yeah. had, and the tub was say what half or three quarters full, the tub. I'll go three quarters. Did you turn? Did you gen, then also turn on the um, the shower head and pretend you were in a sinking submarine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. There's no shower head over the tub. The shower is a separate compartment. Oh. Yeah. My. In, in tantalizing adjacency to the tub. <laughs> So yeah, that was not that was not an option. Okay, all right. It, it did cross my mind to uh, move the process to the shower, mm-hmm. um, you know, so as to rinse myself off. But who wants to track all that water across the bathroom? You know, right? Right. Yeah. 
So I just, uh, you know, I, I, uh, it, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, this, this took a bit of, uh, a bit of courage on my part, a bit of personal courage. I think you did. You definitely, you're one of the thousand points of light, I have to say. All gave some, but some gave all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wait, wait, which, where are you in this Venn diagram? <laughs> I'm among those who sacrificed everything <laughs> by taking a bath for the first time in 30 years. Now, if, if this bath... Hold on, hold on. The coup de grace. I'm thinking about another one today. Yeah, okay. That's Well, that was one of the questions that was yeah. obviously going to yeah. spring from this conversation. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like Venus from the waters. And I think we're done with this podcast. Okay. <laughs> or we shall conduct the rest of it from our respective tubs. Ah, so you get a floating little desk thing with the laptop. Oh, bet it exists. Also dangerous, though. Sounds a little dangerous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. The, um... So, okay. So, how long did the entire endeavor last? You know, uh... There was some sort of obligation looming, so I wasn't able to... To uh, leisure myself to the extent that I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, probably probably 25 minutes or so. Oh, okay, so that's longer than a shower, certainly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not a uh, this was not a hasty affair. Would you have availed yourself of this bath mm-hmm. had the physical bath itself not uh, not featured these jacuzzi type jets? No, I would not. Okay. That seems ridiculously dumb to me. Right. So this was that was a deal maker for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that was that was uh, the essential Perlin, yeah. Now, when yeah. you were considering uh, the purchase of this, obviously there are a lot of considerations. I know that you wanted proximity to your son's school; that was important. Correct. Uh, you wanted a neighborhood you feel as though you, you know, that offered uh, goods and services that are important to you and your family. The things of crackers. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've discussed that. Yeah. Um, the uh, and then obviously obviously price is a consideration. As always. For you and your hobo's wages? Yes. <laughs> the, um, so. Free gruel. Did you know that? They have free gruel. Free gruel in the lobby? Yes. <laughs> it's not so much a continental breakfast as it is a, an indentured servant's breakfast. Just a ladle of gruel into your hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but when you saw, uh, I assume, now were you taken there by some sort of real estate agent? Mm hmm. Yes, we uh, conducted a, an official board-certified showing. Okay. Did, did you, at that time, did you spy with your regular-sized eye uh, <laughs> the jacuzzi-type jet? Uh, my my lidless eye of Sauron <laughs> did not survey the jacuzzi jets at that time. In fact, um, it was not brought to my attention until the inspection when the... Uh, you know, when the purchase apparatus was already in motion. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, one might call this a, a happy bonus. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not really anything I cared about before. Mm-hmm. Right. Not having had a bath in 30 years. But you yeah. took a bath. I did. I took a bath and, uh, uh, do I hear America? <laughs> you do hear America. America's calling. Yes. What, America's what? doing a thing that I guess dogs sometimes do, and so I've given her a type of treat, which is a, I believe okay. it is referred to, it's essentially it's pig hide wound uh-huh. up tightly. Yeah. And uh, it's called an oink, maybe. It's, you know, something real clever like that. <laughs> yeah, big joke. Yeah. yeah uh, <clears throat> the Hearts marketing department was all over it. 
<laughs> That's called an oink. That's amusing. Uh, um, she did a thing where she has a treat that she she likes this treat quite a bit, but she will also attempt to do and to participate in some other sort of activity at the same time. But uh-huh. while paying, I would say by uh, dedicating over fifty percent of her attention to the treat. Okay. So it's kind of like a half-hearted bark in this case, or like we'll we'll like play we'll have like another toy that she likes like uh, we have a little Albert Einstein toy. Okay. <laughs> which is fun. It's like a plush toy, and it's actually been pretty durable relative to some of her other toys. And she really likes to uh, throw Albert Einstein around. Yeah. Uh, but um, she she does not she's not totally dedicated to that to the proposition of throwing him around when she also has this oink treat in her mouth. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit half-hearted. She still wants to. So she's pulled yeah. in multiple directions. Is the idea. She would like a second mouth, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. She would like more than that, yeah. Yeah, what is the eight-headed creature? that uh, Doesn't Hercules have to deal with some manner of eight-headed creature? A hydra? I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, eight-headed... Uh... Well, so there's the three-headed dog, right? So yeah, right, yeah. Never... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Lernian Hydra. You did that exactly right. Oh, good. Eight mortal heads. Oh. Yeah. yeah, serpent-like... Like a dragon, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's one of the things that I believe Kirk Cameron would point to as if, if it were to have existed, it would be proof of evolution. Okay. Uh, but since it does not exist, then uh, we can be sure that it is uh, a young Earth on which we live. Right. And, uh, so there you are. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, a, a dramatic rendering of it in oil okay. on was- canvas. Was that drawn by Kirk Cameron? No, it was uh, apparently Gustav Moreau. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he also disprove evolution? Uh, I don't know if he talked about it a lot. Yeah, okay. There's another one, too, uh, Hercules versus the Hydra. And I will say that uh, Hercules' member is uh, okay. Prominent? Fe- featured prominently in this particular hey. rendering. Yeah. Yeah, by uh, Antonio Paleulo. Palewolo, Polaiwolo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, yep. a fan of Boris Vallejo's work? Uh, I don't know if I know it. Boris Vallejo? Yes. Checking it out right now because why, why not? Yeah. He's a Peruvian painter. Oh, relatively contemporary. He, 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 uh, he painted a lot of uh, um, sexy warriors, <laughs> shall we say. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Wow. Yeah. 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 There's this one. Uh, it appears as though uh, these are sort of Amazonian <laughs> sorts. Yes. A woman, a sexy lady warrior, has been snatched uh, by uh, has been snatched by a muscular cross between a man and an eagle. Okay. And she and she does not appear to mind greatly. Okay. There, there is, there is typically, you know, amid the conflict and violence, there is always a hint of consensual sex. <laughs> Here's one too of uh, it's a sexy man and female warrior. Yes, there's no place for non-sexy people. Who are both? Uh, they're gesturing towards the spheres. <laughs> okay. The heavenly spheres. Is it? Is it a sphere or is it like a? a, a Planetoid vulva. <laughs> In any case, 
at first glance, I thought that they were um, sharing some manner of toilet with back-to-back seats. <laughs> it turns out, no, just holding hands. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, Boris Viejo. How this is not the wallpaper for all of my various technological devices is beyond me. Uh, he, uh, I used to subscribe to Dragon Magazine. No, you didn't. I did. Say the sentence again out loud. <laughs> I used to subscribe to Dragon Magazine. <laughs> and uh, this is when I was uh, deeply into Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Now, is it a magazine about dragons for dragon lovers, or is it for Dungeons and Dragons enthusiasts? Uh, it is a magazine devoted to the role-playing game enthusiast. And then is there a, is there a Dungeons magazine as well? Uh, no, I think the dragon is sort of the all-encompassing uh, okay. title there. Uh, but uh, Mr. Vallejo mm-hmm. uh, was an uh, artist, cover artist. He painted a lot of Dragon Magazine covers. Mm-hmm. That's how I first became familiar with his sexy work. Yes, it, yeah. 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 He is, uh, he is imagining for us the fantasies we were too afraid to have ourselves. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, uh, you know, in the fantasy realm, uh, all these are big. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. A lot of things are big in the fantasy realm. Yeah. Yeah. What large thing have you seen? Uh, well, the, I mean, these were not uh, like pasty white. The men themselves were also not pasty white, and uh, they they had significant muscle mass too. Yeah, they yeah they clearly. Uh, Especially the half man, half eagle. I saw. Yeah, they're they're they have impressive one rep max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There uh, also uh, there is a Dungeon Adventures magazine. Or there was there was one, yeah. Okay, I don't believe I'm familiar with that. Dragon mm-hmm. Dragon magazine served my needs. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Um. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Elves with cleavage. <laughs> That's pretty much all I needed when I was eleven. Yeah. Oh. And uh, how does that compare to the current version of Dane Perry? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still not opposed to encountering an elf with cleavage. Uh-huh. You know. What would you do if you found, uh, that your son is what, seven? Six. Six, seven. Not now, then, maybe in four or five years' time, though, if you found under your son's mattress, uh-huh. in addition of, uh, what was it, Dragon, Dragon's Magazine? Dragon Magazine. Dragon Magazine. Or just some cutout, or some clippings from it, just with, of elves with cleavage. <laughs> what would you do? Would you have sort of a uh, uh, would you would you would it startle you? Would you have sort of a like father like son private moment just with yourself? Uh, I suppose that's possible. Um, but then I would just leave it where they were and back away and let him uh, enjoy his journey. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Nothing. Ain't no harm in elf. <laughs> I think that is actually the lyrics to some manner of R. Kelly song. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's actually the only bumper sticker I have on our car. <laughs> yeah, it's funny if, um, if you're, maybe you had a child who was, who used to be an honor student but no longer is, so you have to remove, by law, you have to remove that particular bumper sticker. 
Correct. Yeah. But and you did not remove it. You thought, well, maybe he'll be an honor student in the future. Yeah. Leave right. it on there, but then just put uh, "ain't no harm in elf <laughs> on top of it. Exactly. For yeah. the time being. Yeah. You know, it's valuable real estate. It's a uh, it's a suitable proxy for having an honor student. <laughs> <laughs> the declaration of elf enthusiasm. You know. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Dane. Oh, can you imagine taking a bath with an elf? <laughs> Just to bring this full circle. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a circle. <laughs> Sexy circle. Sexy circle. Boris Viejo could make it erotic. I mean, without yeah. with zero effort. Yeah. <laughs> zero effort. Um, Dan, I want to tell you something. Is that uh, I recently purchased as part of my uh, uh, my recent. My recent admission to the middle class. Okay. Um, you know that I purchased a car. You know that. Documents. Okay. Yeah. Um, I acquired a dog. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have also acquired some of the other trappings of middle class life, including a Roku. Oh, I, I'm a fan. I you, own two. You own two Roku. Oh, we might have maybe we talked about this briefly last time. Maybe I was in the process. I, be, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I want to say that one of the applications that comes gratis, I mean, there are a lot of free applications, but one that comes already installed, mm-hmm. at least on my version, I have the stick version, the Roku oh, stick. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar. You're familiar. Uh, is CBSSports.com. Oh. The CBSSports.com application. And I thought, what's this? I said outstanding. I found myself within 15 minutes of having uh, installed my Roku, I found myself looking at your face on my television screen. Really? Yes. Outstanding. You were talking with one of your colleagues at CBSSports.com. Adam Azer. Adam Azer. And I guess, what do you do, a weekly spot there? Yes, uh, I, I do this awful article on, uh, I have to rank top ten players according to some made-up criterion. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I uh, appear on Action News Video to talk about it. <laughs> you do, yeah. 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 And I guess they – so now do any of the editor types or executive types at CBS know that this is happening? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is strictly – this is like a ham radio job. It's, it's, it's strictly okay. it's sub rosa. Yeah. Right. And so Adam – what's his name? Adam? Adam Azer. Adam Azer. And does he somehow – Record it and then upload it uh, surreptitiously to the CBS server. Yeah, that, well, there there's a server workaround via Greenwich, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we go through that to to, to uh, give the appearance of sanction from CBS. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I saw you talking about things. Yeah, I, yeah. I discussed uh, discussed matters. You seem to be mostly at ease while doing it. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, we've done it all season, so, yeah. Did you, uh, now, did things, uh, how did you deal with, because you, you had a move, of course, and I, uh, you, you obviously had one place in which you were conducting these video chats uh, at your old place, now you have a new place, and you must have a new setup. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fairly, uh, boy, this is a boring conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, have... Uh, you know, the equipment, and I set it up uh, just against a different backdrop. Being okay. Able- All right. I was just looking, you know, just trying to understand the logistics of it. Yeah. So that's – I'm going to – hold on a second. So I'm going to turn off the lights here. It's a little dark in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's better. Uh, here's another question. You keep talking. I'm going to make myself some something to eat here. 
Oh, okay. Uh, Dane, we, we mentioned this. We actually, you and I had a conversation with Paul Swyden yesterday. Yes, with all. The, the yeah. conversation, uh, the content of which conversation will remain, uh, private for the moment. Correct. Uh, however, uh, what I want to ask you about, one thing we discussed was explaining our job to other people. Yes. Uh, because I, now I'm with my wife on a campus, a, a boarding school campus. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing that happens is that while other people are walking around and doing their jobs, like I'll sometimes just go out to the quad and walk my dog and my dog will poop and people yeah. will see me and, and we've all, we know, we mostly know each other now, but people are like, what do you do? Right. And then I have to explain what I do and I find, uh, that I'm frequently unable to articulate it in a way that, that a, a, you know, a, an, even an intelligent person could understand. And I mostly we mostly just end the conversation both disappointed in in me and what has transpired generally. <laughs> and, and so it's, they're like, "Oh, okay, great, glad you explained that to me." It took too long, and I also still don't understand. Yeah. And I and just apo- I just want to apologize. <laughs> um, um, and I'm wondering if you ever have the same problem. Hold on, I'm filling up some. I'm filling up a glass of water up. So. Okay. Uh, have some. I think it's time for some refreshing water. Okay. All right. I stay hydrated. I'm actually uh, I'm actually working on some coffee, which uh, is from a farm in the same country that uh, from which Boris Vallejo hails. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I adore coffee. Still. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Oh. Mmm. <sighs> yes. So, uh, so yeah. how do you explain it? Why, do you, why don't do you just say I write about baseball because that's what I say? Oh, okay. So, do you write for a newspaper? Right. Yeah. That comes that's back. the next question. So, what what do you write for a newspaper? And I say I write for CBSSports.com, and almost inevitably, oh, Channel Two or something oh, like that. Okay. Right, so, which is a local what CBS affiliate in Chicago? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. No, no, no. The the website. What do you mean, CBS? What CBS.com then? CBSSports.com. Oh, you, oh, the Cubs? You write about the Cubs? You write about the Cubs? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Mostly I cover uh, what's going on league-wide, that sort of thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so are you paid for that? Am I what? Are you paid for that? Am I paying for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you get paid for it? <laughs> Sounds like my father in 2000. Right? <laughs> yeah. He has to see a check stub <laughs> because, you know, it's still kind of novel, like working out of your house and writing about baseball. But in, in 2000, it was just completely exotic. Yeah. He asked to, you know, presumably to see if it was like a hand-scrawled IOU or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Like the Chinese Basketball League? <laughs> oh, yes. We, we assign you to... Millions of dollars. Yes. Uh, we don't have it. It's a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. For a hundred years. One of the few types of contracts is negotiable after it's been signed. <laughs> eh, we don't have that money we said we would. We consider that a starting point. How does a goat sound? What's this? How does a goat Just a goat. Yeah. Just a goat. It's true. Can you imagine J.R. Smith with a goat? Mm-hmm. That's an amusing thought. Who's he? He was one of the players who, during the lockout, the NBA lockout, went to play. 
He went to play basketball in China. Oh, okay. Yep. How'd that go for him? Uh, I think there were a number of aspects of it that were not satisfactory for him. Like, uh-huh. I think that he might have had trouble recouping the cash money he'd been promised. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that was one of the many problems. I also, I think, yeah. I believe that the refereeing, uh, no, the the Chinese professional basketball league could have any number of uh, merits, but I believe that um, that they have defaulted on some contracts, and also um, that the refereeing is maybe poor. I could easily see uh, some seriously racist refereeing going on. Yeah, I guess they could. Yeah, they yeah. could. Uh, that could be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also I think that there's a, the league is incentivized to treat the stars reasonably well because it brings people out. This is true. So there are a number of uh, and it's sometimes cross incentives. Uh, uh, that's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about oh yeah. So I guess you can explain it. Yeah. All right. I was just wondering. Yeah. So what? what like, what do you say? Well, wait. Do you have like a parent-teacher conference ever? Where, where is this coming from? I don't know. Just like a teacher, like, whoa, what do you do? Oh, no. That doesn't come up? The parent-teacher conferences are typically about the child. The so. child? All right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just curious. I just, what about, like, if you meet, a, like, a parent of one of your son's classmates? I will say this. Um, this could be just idle paranoia on my part, but mm-hmm. considering the frequency that I pick him up at, like, 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. And the general, like, disheveled state I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm almost certain, like, that there, there are not an insignificant number of snobby people that go to this school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they think I'm just a shiftless idler <laughs> you know, who, who lives off his wife and, you know, probably just, you know, plays video games or something. And, yeah, so I, I, I sense that disapproval in the air. Um I know that – so at one point my wife uh, – okay, there is a film that you might have heard about called Haute Cuisine, Haute Cuisine. Uh, and it is about a woman named Danielle Mazet del Puche. She's a French chef. Anyway, uh, she was a, she was the private cook for Mitterrand, uh, Francois Mitterrand. Uh-huh. And at some point in between the movie being made and her cooking for Mitterrand, my wife happened to stay with her for a week at her – farm where she'll do like uh, she'll have people come in and she'll teach them about French cuisine and you know like country cuisine and then etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, wow. but an interesting thing is the reason she uh, has become she, she sort of like invented this business of you know like farm to table cooking in France and like uh, making like a, an experience out of it sure um, the reason she started this was because she, she was all people who makes you sit at tables with strangers uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't think that's like a fixture of it. I do know that she's one of the most outspoken proponents of foie gras in France. Okay. And has, uh, to some degree led the, led the reintroduction of that or the repopularization of it. Oh, well, good in French cuisine. Anyway, point is, the reason she, she did all that was because, so, uh, she was married and uh, she had, uh, several children. I don't know precisely how many children with her husband. And they lived maybe on his property, his family's farm or something. And then uh, he announced one day that he was no longer going to work. So he was done. And she was like, well, we like have kids. And yep. uh, so she started the, essentially her own business. Uh-huh. And 
I don't know if they're still officially married or not, but I can tell you that she owns of some manner of farm now, some manner of land, and he just lives on like a small hut on this land somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He just lives on this hut. He just lives. I think she cooks for him still, but he they, they have not had a relationship to speak of for a number of years. I could be bastardizing the story, but this is how it was related to me, the rough the rough parts. And so, first of all, that guy figured it out. That right. guy figured everything out. That guy's all right. So he's yeah. a kept man by one of France's premier chefs, uh-huh. and he doesn't ha- he does zero in return for it. He just sits there. I think occasionally he he might spend time with a pig go, going to look for truffles. That sounds okay. I bet you would enjoy that. Just going to look for truffles and going truffle hunting with the pig. Yeah. Anyway, that seems great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I think that maybe you are the you are the sort of the the Midwestern equivalent of that at this point. Yeah. That, that, <clears throat> yeah. At least in terms of perceptions. Yeah. 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 Because like the on the on the uh, on the occasions where there's like you know other fathers picking up kids, mm-hmm. it's usually like guy in a suit having a harried cell phone conversation, you know? Right, he's had to, these are the only 30 minutes he has free during the day, and he's having to dedicate them to picking up his his child. Busy making transactions, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there's me just, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing, kid? I ain't got nothing going on, yeah. (laughs) Go home and browse the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, well, one thing I've had the pleasure of doing is, uh, so a lot of the other people who have free time during the day, um, the majority of them are mothers with children. They uh-huh. live on campus with their husbands who maybe teach. There may be a couple of stay-at-home dads, but it's mostly moms. And um, I realized one thing is that I like parents a lot. I like parents of young children a lot. Um, well, yeah. Not people who consider their children uh, precious angels, but who you could see are straining to uh, to keep it together. These are educated people who, <laughs> who spend – the majority of their time with children, uh-huh. and and they're just they're one inopportune moment away from from just letting it all go. Yeah, <laughs> and I really like these people. I really like. Uh, is, is it because you enjoy like observing their suffering, or uh... no? It's just that they. It's like they have no time what whatsoever for idle pleasantries. Yeah, they're just like my children are beasts. Yeah. <laughs> They, you know, I love them. I love my children, but they are they they have brought me to the end. I am at the end of my wits. They're they're really great. They really have just abandoned. They have abandoned all hope. Yeah. And the yeah. real the only reason they persist in staying alive is so that they are not arrested for negligence. That's yeah. it. Because if yeah. they were to die, then it yeah. would just be awkward more than anything else. Right. <laughs> to be arrested posthumously. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a uh there's a uh a mother of three at, at our son's school. Yeah. Whom my uh my wife likes a lot. And she is a uh she's a a nice lady. Mm-hmm. And uh her youngest, uh she kind of candidly admitted it was like I I'm I'm exhausted by now. I have no idea who his friends are, I don't even know how he's doing in school. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care that much. <laughs> they turn out okay, but I'm just done. I'm, yeah. Just keep the child alive till yeah. he's 18, yeah. and then bye. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, you want to act out the plot of a John Krakauer nonfiction book. 
Go yeah. for it. Yes, exactly. Go for it. I don't care. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I love that uh, I love that attitude. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. And it, it, it and I don't know maybe it's just where I happen to be living now. I feel like I've been I've lived in places. I feel like when I was in Portland, uh, Oregon, there was a sense of, of of having to be composed and having there's a certain treatment of the child. Right. Letting the child's spirit wander free, whatever he or she does is necessarily beautiful. <laughs> you know. Um and uh but it's nice being around people, people, educated people, uh, intelligent people who also are just like – but it's funny because these are the people more than uh, anyone studying – any undergraduate or graduate student studying philosophy or one of the you know the experimental or, or theoretical sciences. This is a person who is staring into the void. <laughs> this is a person, you know what I mean, on intimate terms with, with darkness. You know, you don't need to smoke close cigarettes for that to be the case. Right, yeah. Yeah. And a sleep-deprived parent who's just all day, oh, okay, don't touch that. I'll put it in your mouth. Yeah. Could I take a nap, please? There was There's one mother on campus who has two children and uh, maybe like uh, four and one or something like that, three and one, and the younger one of them does not take naps. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, so does that mean he sleeps extra long at night? And she was like, no. No. He just doesn't sleep. And, she, and she's like, she's like very sweet and, yeah. uh, like a very like warm and intelligent person. But I just like saw in her eyes for like a moment. Yeah. She just like, I don't know, just like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. Just jump, jump off a bridge, jump off a bridge. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I, yeah, from like six months to three years was just, no, not quite three, but say six months to two and a half was, yeah. was rough. There's like a two-year stretch where. Yeah, it's just, and we probably had a relatively easy kid, mm-hmm. but it's like we have no support system here, like no family, no babysitter. Yeah. Like when we, we eventually stopped going out to eat. Just just abandoned it altogether? Yeah, not not worth it. But like when we would, it was like. One of us would eat, the other one would walk around with him because they're just not going to sit at that age. And, right. You know. And then, you know, we'd wave to the window at the other one. The other one would sit down and eat cold food. <laughs> the, the other parent would walk him around. Now, did you have... And then we'd go home swearing not to go out to eat again. Did you have sort of pretenses when you entered parenthood that you would... You say, oh, we are going to maintain our adult lives. We're not going to let our children... You know, the ch- this child own us or force us, uh, you know, to live a child-centric life. I don't. I don't no, not necessarily. I think we. Uh, I think we knew that uh, you know things were changing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, we uh, uh, we're definitely like that now, just because he's in an age where he can go with us and behave and you know that sort of thing. Right. But I don't. I don't think we're under those kind of illusions. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at a baseball game. Yeah, he's 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 a very good kid. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I don't think we were under those illusions at the time. But just like, like some of the days, like, uh, like 
you know, I like my wife would be working from like seven in the morning till midnight or something on a shoot or something, and I would, you know, like, oh god, there's, there's, you know, I'm looking forward to taking a nap on Saturday. Or something <laughs> like, that. like I would look forward. I'd be going to bed at night, like looking forward to a nap four days away. <laughs> I couldn't even enjoy the sleep I was going to get that night, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that I, would be rushed sleep. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. But I mean, you know, I uh, tell no tells when I say it's worth it. No. Yeah. Oh. Really? Absolutely. Well. Hmm. No. Just it's you know two for about two years you don't question whether it's worth it, but yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, not convinced yet, but uh, you know what? I I, I uh, I'm definitely against like hectoring people and have kid having mm-hmm. kids because I think uh, awareness of what you can do and tolerate is important. So yeah. people who determine that they don't want kids should not have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, well Joe, I, uh, I think the I think you've satisfied your. Obligation here. Not that you had a tremendous obligation, but uh-huh. whatever yeah. it was, I think you satisfied it. I, I'm, I'm occasionally I can I can satisfy things. Yeah. yeah. You gonna so you're gonna take a you gonna take another bath today, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, it's possible. I do need to go to the bank. Okay. Yeah. A lovely fall stroll. Okay. Uh, through the city. Yeah. Um, good deposit and measly check. Okay. Uh, a measly check that will make no material difference. Okay, sure, sure. And uh, then I will uh, make my way to uh, the boys' school, and mm-hmm. uh, then I will take him to Muay Thai. To for you or him? Him. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, is he a, is he an MMA fighter? Is that what you're doing? You're doing? You're raising a child MMA fighter? <laughs> He also takes jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He does? Yeah. He takes multiple yeah. martial arts? This is, uh, uh, you know, it's like, you know, burn off some steam. Yeah. Realize the value of exercise, that kind of crap. No. no. The, the, um, yeah, I actually took uh, karate as a five-year-old. I don't no. like karate because there's no. too much ceremony involved doing all the kata and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I was, I didn't participate in any of that. All I remember doing, two things. One is I just remember having to hold other kids' legs up. And okay. I was so much smaller than everyone, so I was just holding, and I could barely hold these legs up. Yeah. And then I think that they realized that it was just like, I was like maybe like a little too young for it all. Right. Too small. So this yeah. guy would just take me to like another room, and he taught me how to moonwalk. And that's oh, really? that's the majority of my karate training. Yeah, he's like, come on, kid. You're not taking karate anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to teach you how to moonwalk, all right? Did that make your day? Uh, I don't know. But I remember, I, yeah, the only, so I can moonwalk pretty decently as an adult. That's good. But it hasn't really, uh, I, I would say that it, it not a lot of use as, uh, in the last 35 years or 30 years, whatever. So you, while you might not be useful in a street fight, you might win a street dance off. Yeah. And I do remember a little bit of the eight-point blocking system, but I remember only it's more of like a four-and-a-half-point blocking system yeah. <laughs> at this point. Got some points of vulnerability there. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It looks a little bit like Brandon Moss's strike zone maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are places you could you could strike me, 
and I don't really have a lot of a lot to to do right, that I could do about it. Just tip my cap. Uh, have I told you about his his baseball camp? No. Uh, he's periodically in baseball camp. He's completely baseball obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took him to the first day. Okay. This was this was last winter when he started doing it. Um, and one of the instructors, I that he looks vaguely familiar. Who is that? I can't place him. He was a ball player. Oh. Uh, and I could not place him. And I come home and. I guess what I should have done in the first place is research the camp. Um, and I find that one of the lead instructors is Mr. Steve Trout. Steve Trout? Yes. Who uh, I think was uh, responsible for a number of excellent baseball cards in the 80s. Yes, and whom I uh, uh, memorialized, well, not memorialized, but whom I uh, uh, wrote about on the pages of Knockgrass. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, nothing. I mean, I, I assume he doesn't uh, do deep Google searches himself. So, mm, well, uh, and I don't. I don't think the particular piece I wrote was insulting or anything. I thought it was actually complimentary, celebratory of his milieu. You know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Steve Trout. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. Steve all right, Trout. that's great. You saw Where's Steve Trout, is what you wanted to say. First, yes. and you have placed your child into Steve Trout's. Expert hands. Yes, yes. He now has full custody, actually. <laughs> and your wife couldn't be happier. Yeah, she left me for Steve Trout. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where we get to. And your response was just to take a lonely bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I'll take a bath. <laughs> Got these yeah. jets. That's about time for my thirty-year bath. <laughs> yeah. 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 <sighs> All right. Uh, get off the phone, Dane Perry. I'm going to. Okay, that has been. Uh, well, thank you, first of all, and uh, on behalf of myself and the listeners, say that has been Dane Perry of Notgraphs and also CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Uh, I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. Bye. <laughs>